Christina said to me, I've lost 147 pounds, down from my highest weight of 290. Surgery has transformed my life in so many ways. Stay right where you are as she shares her emotional and empowering story with us. Looking to change up your vitamin routine? ProCare has a new multivitamin soft chew that comes with three delicious fruit flavors. With flexible dosing, you can accommodate your whole family's vitamin needs, and it even includes iron. Paired with calcium chews and our new protein powder, Visit ProCareNow.com and use code SUSAN10 to save 10%. Hi, I'm registered dietitian, nutritionist, Dr. Susan Mitchell, ex-radio dietitian turned podcaster. You're listening to the Bariatric Surgery Success Podcast, episode number 101. I'm here to help you cut through all that health hype, give you accurate, evidence-based nutrition information worthy of all the efforts that you're putting in. Simple step-by-step strategies that can change your life right now. I want you to feel well, get out there every day and do the things you want to do. This podcast is for you. Well, I'm excited to share today that I'm now writing articles for ObesityHelp.com. Obesity Help's mission is to empower, support, and educate individuals just like you on your weight loss journey with a community of over 800,000 patients. Check out the link to the first episode in the show notes. It's all about seven foods to help fight inflammation after surgery. I hope you find it helpful. Let me know what you think because I value your input. You can hit reply to the newsletter and tell me or contact me through my website at breakingdownnutrition.com. You'll see contact us at the top of the page. Joining me today is Christina, one of the members of my Facebook group. From 290 pounds at 5 feet 2 inches, plus diabetes and high blood pressure, Christina is now under 150 pounds. She joins me today to tell her story that started as an overweight child and obese adolescent, but has a remarkable ending. Welcome to the podcast, Christina. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I am so excited that you are sharing your story. It takes a lot. It's very brave to do this. And your story is just incredible. Would you start with your early days, whatever you want to share from your childhood, and then what puts you on the path and led you to decide on weight loss surgery? Absolutely. So I was overweight pretty much my entire childhood. Um, and I did become obese as an adolescent. Um, I got to my highest in January of 2020 or 2021, um, with, uh, uh, weighing in at about 290.4 pounds. Uh, that was the highest I'd ever gotten. Um, a lot of contributing factors were um, an unstable childhood. Um, I did have a lot of um, food insecurity as a child um, and um, poor food choices. Um, I knew in January that I needed to change, so I decided that I was interested in weight loss surgery. I went to um, a bariatric group, got evaluated uh, by the social worker, um, and one of the tests that they do is called an ACE test, uh, Adverse Childhood Experience. 
unfortunately, I scored pretty high. I scored an 8 out of 10. Um, and the test basically asks 10 questions about um, abuse, neglect, traumatic events, and situations growing up. And you're assigned a point for uh, every question if you say yes. And I, I scored high. I was an 8. Um, the dietitian or the social worker um, did tell me during my interview that people with a high ACE score typically are not successful with bariatric surgery. And, she and can I interrupt right there? Yes, of course. And yes, say, yes, yes, yes. when she said that they weren't successful, did she give you a reason that they weren't successful with your high score? She- she didn't. And what was really upsetting to me was, um, you know, I do suffer from depression and my depression was pretty well controlled at that time. And I scored pretty low on my depression survey, but that ACE score really held me back. And um, it was it was pretty devastating. Um, but no, she she did not give me uh, any reason about why you would be unsuccessful. Okay. Um, Interesting. Just that the score indicated yeah. from from past research or whatever that the, that the higher the score, the less su- success typically. Yeah. Yep. And okay. she she did mention that. Um, and then um, she came back to me a couple weeks later and said that she talked with the team and that they were going to put me on an eleven month wait, uh, kind of to see how I do, with no guarantee that I would ever be uh, approved for surgery. Um, needless to say, that was a pretty so basically another well. year. Yeah, yeah, wait oh, yeah, another I can year. So and, basically, sitting yeah. another year from where you, when you'd already made this decision, you were ready. Okay, yeah, yeah I yeah. can imagine you felt quite devastated from that. I was uh, because I knew in my heart I was ready. So um, rather than seek out a different bariatric program, I did make the decision uh, to go to Mexico. Um, to have my surgery. So I had my surgery August 3rd of 2021. And I had my procedure. And that was about all that they did. I didn't have the nutritional support and guidelines and community um, that, you know, people with a traditional bariatric program have. And I was determined, yeah, to be successful with this. So when you went to Mexico, and let me just back up a a few minutes, you had reached your highest weight of 290. Was the weight affecting your work? And were you also experiencing, I know you had told me high blood pressure and diabetes. Talk a little bit about just day-to-day life for you at that point and how that was the really a big part of the pushing factor for you to consider the surgery. Yeah. So I was on two different medications for my diabetes, uh, an oral and an injectable. And I was still in my thirties and that was, that was very depressing. Um, I had high blood pressure, tachycardia, sleep apnea, and I was short of breath and tired all the time. All of the time, I I suffered from just crippling fatigue, and I think the deciding factor for me was when I was having trouble doing daily activities. I was getting short of breath with things that no person should get short of breath from, and I knew that something had to change. 
So when you went to Mexico for surgery, was there any requirement for weight loss prior to the procedure itself? With my program, no. Uh, there was no uh, no prescribed weight loss. They didn't want you to gain any weight. Um, but that was really on the honor system because you just showed up for your surgery and gave them your weight. So I, I prepared myself. Um, because I wanted to be successful with this. So about six months before surgery, I put myself on my own pre-surgery diet of high protein, low carb, low fat, um, cut out processed foods, junk foods, all of the things to really prove to myself that I could make a lifelong sustaining change after the procedure. That's very impressive because that's what many of the facilities require here in the States. And, and for one reason, so that it's safer on the surgical table for, for the patient as well as for sure. the surgeon. So sure. um, that's often a, a part of as well. And also to get the liver down in size so it's easier to, to, to move around that. So you made, I mean, that was an outstanding choice. And I think, it, yeah. as you said, it showed that you were ready and that you could do this. So you lost the weight, you went for surgery. But what happened after surgery in Mexico? How did you feel when you got back? I felt lost. So after I got back from Mexico, I was like, okay, now what? How am I going to be successful with this? So what I did was I started arming myself with podcasts. And I listened to um, your podcasts faithfully. I read books. I read articles. I joined support groups. And I educated myself as far as I could go on how to be successful with this. And um, that's what I did. And I learned how to track and weigh and measure and count. And um, that's that's what I did. And I call them my gotta have them. There are things that I do every single day. And I love that because you basically filled up your toolbox with a lot of different tools that would push you in the right direction on your journey for your transformation long-term and successful. And one other thing, did you have support from a PCP and a therapist as well? Oh, gosh, yes. So I have the world's most amazing PCP. I have a fantastic therapist and an amazing personal trainer um, that I've been working with. And let me say, in case that you're in another part of the world, here in the States, we we refer to your primary care provider as your PCP. So in case you're thinking, what is that? (laughs) So so you're you're basic, you're you're a doc, you're a nurse practitioner, whoever you're seeing. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and I think that's part of it, don't you? The support groups and the the team that makes you successful. And I love that. One of the things you said to me when we were starting to talk about you being on the podcast says, I heard you say over and over again, about commitment versus motivation. How do you see these differently? Oh, that's a great question. So a lot of people will comment when they see my, um, now my 150 pound weight loss and say, wow, you must be so motivated. And I, I always tell people I'm not motivated. I'm dedicated. I don't feel like exercising some days. I do not feel like measuring my food or 
or food prepping or cooking or okay no I love cooking but um I don't feel like (laughs) me too (laughs) yeah (laughs) but there's a lot of things I don't feel like doing and I get up and I do it anyway and I don't think motivation plays a big role I think it's more commitment and dedication I love that and tell us a little bit about what you do on a day-to-day basis that's part of this commitment you're uh, that gotta have them as you have said that leads you every day to a continued path of success? Absolutely. So um, every weekend I uh, will food prep. um, And if I'm not feeling great, I have a whole freezer full of food because I can't eat very much. And I'll just pull things out of the freezer. So every night I measure and prep my food for the next day um, so that in the morning I can just grab it and go. I measure everything and then I put it into my tracker so I can keep tabs of my macros, how much protein, my carbs, my fats, my fiber. Um, I I get that taken care of. And then in the morning um, I hit the gym and that's just one of those things. And it's not, for me, the gym is not about weight loss at all. It's about happiness. I, I, I feel happy now when I'm in the gym. Okay. I, I, I want you to say that. I want you to say that again, because I think this sure. is huge. Tell yeah. me why you like the gym. And this is so big because it isn't about weight loss. Why do Not you go? Not at all. I, I feel amazing after I work out. I have just this huge sense of accomplishment. Um, I feel good. I feel ready for the day. So I I exercise for my mind. It, it's 100% and um, it has nothing to do whatsoever with weight loss. Yeah, I love um, that. You know, it's interesting because I know a lot of the questions that come up in the group will be things like, do I have to always count macros or do I always have to measure food or do I um, do forever? And, and so sometimes what I'll tell people is you have to find the one of those that works best for you. If it's learning portion size from the very beginning and measuring so that you get to the point where your eye is really good at that, or if you prefer sure. to use a tracker and you like to know your macros every day, have you found that any of those things work better for you than others, or do you yeah. find that it's for you the whole ball of wax? You know, um, I did get away from uh, tracking calories for a while and focused more on protein. Um, I'm working with a personal trainer now, and we are actually tracking my calories at this point um, because I have met my weight loss goal, and we're actually working on building muscle. So right now, um, it's important to work on actually increasing my calorie intake a little bit while focusing on my protein. So at at this phase of my life, I'm doing both. Okay. And and so really you, everything kind of works together for you and you pick and choose Mm -hmm. at the time what, Mm -hmm. where your focus is. I love that. You know, I remember when I just recently interviewed Henry Baker on the podcast and he's part of our um, Facebook group as well. And he talked about the exact same word, his commitment to his life and to his surgery and his surgery outcome, uh, not motivation. So I love to see that across the board, that motivation wanes here today, gone tomorrow, gone this afternoon, if you have a bad day, you know, but commitment is something you decide on that no matter what, like you said, this is what you're going to do. So I I really want 
everyone to hear that, that that commitment, making the decision. But you also shared, Christina, that you had to learn to set boundaries as not everyone was on team Christina. What have you learned about yourself? Tell us about that. Oh, that's a great question. So um, I have learned that I did have some toxic relationships in my life where um, people wanted me in a way to be that unhealthy person. Um, And as I became more disciplined with myself, with my mind, with my body, I started to recognize relationships in my life that were not healthy. And I outgrew those relationships uh, during my health journey. And eventually, some of them I I had to let go and put to rest, which was very difficult. And it's still painful. Um, But I've learned how to surround myself with people that I call my tribe. And I have a huge one. And, um, you know, people that are supportive, that are motivated and willing and dedicated and positive. Um, And that's, that's who I choose to surround myself with now. I'm really proud of that because what you're saying happens a lot. I cannot tell you how many times I hear people say, now that I've had surgery, people don't like the new me. They want me to be what I was before. And I'm, I'm proud that you take the time and say, you know, this is about taking care of myself now and all of these things I'm doing and this hard work I've done, that it's important to schedule the time to take care of you, just like you're telling us. When you reached your 150 pounds, what did you do for yourself as a gift? That's huge. I know. So my original goal weight was to go from 290 to 150. When I met that goal, my gift to myself was um, to hire a personal trainer and to really work on getting fit. So that was my, my gift to myself for getting to 150 pounds. And now that I've lost 150 pounds, I don't know yet. I, I think, I think I, uh, I don't know. I might cook a special meal tonight. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I just think this is fabulous. So what is next for you? You were telling me that you were considering plastic surgery. And this is a yes. question that comes up a lot. Okay, I've lost my weight, but I, I'm not exactly happy with some of my skin situation. What's next for Christina? Yeah, so great question. So my next step is going to be um, to have plastic surgery in January. So that gives me about seven months for my weight to kind of stabilize and save up. Um, I will likely be going to Mexico for that. Um, And the reason for me for having the skin removal surgery, yeah, it's, it's not not very pretty, but I want this reminder of my childhood trauma off of me. I I want it gone. And I feel that having my skin removed is going to bring a lot of closure to a lot of these pounds that were brought on by sadness and fear and pain. And having this skin surgery really, really means a lot to me. Thank you for sharing that. You've had the most powerful and successful journeys. So many emotions, so many changes. As we wrap up, what is the number one takeaway that you want all the others to hear as you speak to us? 
I would love for others to realize that they have this within themselves to make this happen. I, um, I just know that you can do this and it's hard work, it's dedication, and you can take this. It's only a tool. The surgery is not going to fix your mind. It's, it's, it's not going to, to fix your eating habits. You have to do that part and you can do this. You can be successful. And I know it's so easy for people to say, if I can do this, anyone can. You can do this. It's how far you want it to go. And, and that's what I would impart to others. Thank you, Christina, for being so brave. It takes a lot to come on this podcast and just let it all hang out. And you did that. And your story is going to help so many listeners. Thank you. Oh, thank you. But don't forget, if you're not receiving the weekly Breaking Down Nutrition newsletter, you can sign up for it on the homepage of my website, BreakingDownNutrition.com. You'll be the first to hear about podcast episodes, tips, recipes, new products, whatever's going on. I'm all about your success because you're worth it. Remember, your commitment to yourself pays off and you are worth every bit of time and energy it takes to move ahead. Bariatric Surgery Success with Dietitian Dr. Susan Mitchell is produced and owned by Practicalories, LLC, all rights reserved. Remember, the content provided on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't create a patient-provider relationship. It's intended to provide reference material and is not designed to provide medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding any medical issues you have relating to symptoms, conditions, diseases, diagnosis, treatments, and side effects. Podcast guests express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions, which do not necessarily reflect or agree with the host, Dr. Susan Mitchell, or Practicalories, LLC.